0: Diego Suarez, had been lost at sea for three days. He had little memory of his fishing boat sinking. One moment the ocean was calm, the next a strange darkness had enveloped everything. The huge wave had come out of nowhere, blotting out the sky. He'd been below decks when it happened, making himself a cup of coffee. The tsunami hit with such ferocity, the trawler disintegrated around him. Pieces of wood, pieces of metal and glass, pieces of fish from their recent catch, flying in all directions. Then came the mighty crash of water, and then, nothing. When Diego woke up, the sun was reflecting off the ocean so brilliantly, it hurt his eyes. He was sure he'd died and gone to heaven. No one could have survived that catastrophe. But then he thought, people do not feel pain in heaven that's when he realized he was still alive. But how? He'd been washed overboard when the wave hit. In the confusion that followed, he'd somehow climbed on top of a large wooden box. It looked like nothing less than a waterlogged coffin. He'd hung on to it so tightly that even when he was unconscious, his fingernails dug deep into the soft pine. Where had the strange box come from? He had no idea. Certainly nothing like it had been aboard his cramped fishing boat. But it didn't matter. He was alive. But he was also alone. The rest of his crew was long gone. He could see no wreckage from the boat. And because these fishing grounds were so far off the charts, he was nowhere near any shipping lanes, big or small. Diego knew the only soul he would meet out here would be just as lost as he three days passed. The sun was brutal and the nights cold. His hunger and thirst grew mightily. But then, at the end of the third day, salvation. It came just as the sun was setting. Off in the distance, Diego spotted not one ship, but two, both gleaming in the fading light. Both stopped dead in the water. One ship was a freighter, old and rusty two very strange items were lashed to its deck. A pair of large vehicles, gray, silver, and white, partially hidden under tarpaulins. They weren't trucks, they were a bit too sleek for that. Both had lots of windows and chrome. They were buses. Greyhound buses. Diego knew this because as a boy he journeyed from his hometown in Mexico to Los Angeles, And his fondest memory of the trip was riding on the bright, shiny Greyhound bus. But why did this ship have two of them on its deck? In the middle of the Pacific? Even stranger was the vessel tied up next to the freighter. It had huge fins, a stout conning tower, and antennae bristling all over it. It was not a surface ship at all, it was a submarine, riding not unlike a huge black whale just above the waves. Diego began paddling madly, laughing and crying at the same time. He could see sailors in smart black uniforms on the submarine, lifting boxes up to people on the freighter's deck. They were working very quickly. Diego could even hear shouting from one vessel to the other, a disagreement on how best to move the boxes from the sub to the steamer. He was just about fifty feet away when one of the men on the submarine spotted him. Diego actually saw the look of bewilderment on this man's face. The last thing he'd expected to find out here was a man floating on a big pine box. The sailor waved to Diego tentatively, checking to see if he was alive or not. Diego wildly waved back. Now everyone on both vessels saw him, but no one was waving anymore. The transfer of boxes stopped. All attention became focused on Diego's approaching raft. He heard more shouting, more anger on the wind. People on the freighter began scrambling about, but no one was making a move toward the ship's rescue boat. Instead, they were using searchlights to zero in on Diego.